More Twitter files again. Two drops in total. One about just how much Twitter were in bed with the state, and another about COVID and how opinions were suppressed, hidden, and outright banned on the so-called free speech platform. We also talk about one of many heads of trust at Twitter, Joel Roth, before discussing midwits in general. There's more on the damage done by the death jabs. Sorry, experimental gene therapies. Sorry, vaccines. And I have a theory about just how much damage they are doing. But I hope I'm wrong. Like always, we should have just pressed record the moment we sat down and then just picked a point to start the actual podcast, you know, looking back on the recording. Yeah, because that past 15 minutes wasn't too bad, was it? We, we chat, and I, I'm always saying, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. We, we need to be specifically silent, I think. When, when you enter this house, <laughs> we need to say hello, and then that's it. Because the other stuff is gold. Anyway, that's just really bigging up ourselves and and this podcast. It's gonna be it's gonna be rubbish now. Yeah, you've you've overhyped it. Happy um, New Year! Happy New Year! Yes, and first first podcast of twenty twenty three. And to all our listeners, have you had a lovely festive period, otherwise known as Christmas? Um, I've got a couple of things to discuss. Uh, moving on, COVID, obviously. Uh, yeah, so the um, uh, some COVID stuff. A couple of Twitter files. One about COVID. I'm going to do them out of order this time. Uh, I'm going to do the one. There's one about government agencies contacting Twitter, right? Which is the latest one, but that's not. To me, it's not quite as interesting as the COVID one. So we're going to we're going to do the government agencies one first. We'll we'll rattle through that. There are a few interesting points, mm. but it's a, it can get a little bit dry. So I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible okay uh, and then we'll move on to the more interesting covid stuff but there are there are some some things in here that are that warrant talking about so i don't want to just dismiss it entirely before you start uh, do they uh, do they tease what the next ones are going to be is there a schedule a plan do you know what the you know one in two weeks time is going to be or um, next week yeah sometimes sometimes is he inconsistent elon, elon musk will say okay we've got some covid stuff coming for example um, and, right, but you won't really know exactly when. Um, maybe the day before, or maybe that day, he'll say, "Right, the next drop is coming this evening from Matt Taibbi or whoever." But there's certainly not, you know. I oh, don't worry; we'll deal with that in three months' time or whatever. Like, it's not. No, it's know. not. I mean, they they, they, may, they must have. A they plan. may have a plan, but it's yeah. They're, they're not. They're it's not, not letting that, Yeah, they're not letting that loose yet. Okay. Because it's some something. Some of these things take time. I mean, the amount of data in this one, for example, they had to go through I, to get there. I have no doubt, albeit. I suppose you know, a bit of context I want to try and bring to all of this is the other, the other leaks or releases of information that have, that we've had over the last two years, um, or more um, of COVID-related stuff specifically. Pfizer document drops, leaks from government, the the freedom of information requests on Fauci's emails. Um, the the stuff from Eco Health Alliance that got leaked, or the stuff relating to Eco Health Alliance that got released or leaked from the DoD. It's like there's been a lot of important information and documents of you know being dropped in the public domain, and a lot of it has just been dropped. It's like there it is, sort it out for yourself. Well, yeah, and even this is it, different. Even even um, uh, even you think further back than that with all the climate stuff. Um, 
that was yeah I'm you know, literally just talking COVID era yeah, yeah you know it's, it's just like huge amounts of data and it takes people time to go through it yeah the Pfizer one's the greatest example of that I think sure There's so many documents in each of those sure anyway so this one this one is all about government agencies it's, it's the latest Twitter files so by 2020 Twitter had issues with agencies going straight to the media uh, with reports of what they deemed to be suspect accounts um, and, and Twitter didn't really like it in in so in February 2020, the latest one was the GEC or the Global Engagement Centre. Now that was like a, a recently formed department. It was part of the that, intelligence arm of the State Department. So that's not part of Twitter. That's no. This is this is part of the government. Right. So it's, 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 it's the intelligence arm of the State Department or part of it. When you work out or find out how many intelligence arms or departments or agencies there are in the US government apparatus. It's insane. You'd mm. think they'd just be, well, you, you just assume the CIA. That's it. The CIA is the Central Intelligence Agency, and that's where all of that stuff is done. Every bloody department has got its intelligence wing, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So in February, in February of 2020, they went to the media with a report called Rus- Russian Disinformation Apparatus <laughs> Taking Advantage of Coronavirus Concerns. So they're kind of merging the two there. Um, the you know okay. the, the kind of coronavirus misinformation and disinformation, and they're kind of marrying it up and just saying that these are you know Russian bots or Russian accounts. Mm. Okay, uh, they were flagging accounts as, and this is in quotes, Russian personas and proxies. Uh, end quotes. If they tweet stuff about SARS-CoV-2 um, being a, like a bioweapon. Um, oh, okay. So we're talking proper early if days. They, if we? they blamed the lab leak. Or if you mentioned CIA involvement. I mean, obviously lots of other things, but they're like the three main things. Right. And you, they'd automatically get tagged as like a Russian proxy at that stage. Um, around the same time, Zero Hedge. You know, do you know the account Zero Hedge? I do. Uh, sure. One of the ones I've followed or read the site for years. Yeah, sure. So Zero Hedge was banned for stories around the Wuhan lab about the same time. Zero and Hedge it, moved to Getter because of that, so I followed him on yes, Getter. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and if you, just, if you happen to just tweet news... That zero head was banned, you were also flagged. Oh, okay. this is the it's, you can't even report the reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's you know if you reported that something went down the memory hole, that's it. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're flagged. Um, apparently, lots of media headlines appeared after that report, claiming that coronavirus disinformation was due to Russian, Chinese, and Iranian narratives. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, yeah. There, are, there are some in the thread, but you know, you, you, you get the idea. Yeah. Um, and by this time, apparently many agencies had access to Yol Roth, mm. the uh, head of global head of trust and safety, I believe. One of the trust. We've covered this one, one last of the, time. Yeah, one of the heads one of trust. One of the heads of trust. Um, and Twitter was they were trying to reduce that number because he was getting inundated with you know like different agencies. As you said just now, there are so many. Mm. Um, in, so in, in 2020, the GEC wanted to publish a list of 5,500 accounts it claimed would amplify Chinese propaganda and disinformation. So I've moved on to China by this stage. When the report appeared, it was based on data from DHS, which I'm assuming they mean the Department of Homeland Security, Yes, um, that was released earlier in that week. They were flagging accounts that... Right, and this, the criteria for this is crazy. They were flagging accounts that followed more than... T- or two or more Chinese diplomats, um, which ended up right. with a list of nearly 250,000 names, <laughs> including like Canadian fish- officials and even, even a CNN account. Um, yeah, because you could be following these people just to see what they're tweeting, but no, you you get flagged at that point. Well, and the chances of politicians following other politicians must be quite high. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, 
Yoel Roth saw this as an attempt by the GEC to use intel from other agencies to insert themselves into the Content Moderation Club. And this was a group of, a smaller group, one assumes, of intelligence agencies or the FBI or whatever yeah, that, that regularly worked with Twitter to ban shit. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Ah, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't just Twitter. It wasn't just Twitter. So it was a social media club, right? Okay. Yeah, they had they had regular calls. Um, so your Roth's point of view was that the, this is quite interesting to me anyway. Was that the DHS and the FBI were apolitical, and the GEC was political? Okay. And apparently, apparently one, D- one DOD official said, I think they thought the FBI was less Trumpy. That, wow. That's a, that's a quote. Um, so he, and, and that's... So the State Department is... What, what he's saying is the State Department is political mm-hmm. because Trump is in power, but the FBI isn't political even though Trump's in power. Yes. And you, okay. can, you can see that with other... I mean, you see it with organisations over here. So people like... I mean, I get that the head of the State Department is a political appointee. I get that, but still. Well, you get you get that with organisations over here. So, you know, like the BBC, for example. You know, every, everyone is left wing, but all the left wingers there they they believe that the most reasonable position, in fact, not just the most reasonable position, the only reasonable position <laughs> that any any person of, of salt, you know, will will come to is left wing. So, of course, the BBC is full of left wingers, and Twitter's kind of a bit like that. It's like you know, the, if you're if you're against us. Or, or our point of view, which is left wing, then you're political. Now, the way I see, I, the way I see this is because he was, I think he'd, he's got a point about the FBI and the DHS, but I, I don't think they're they're not necessarily apolitical. They were anti-Trump because you got to bear in mind that and lots, that's, lots that's of Republicans were anti-Trump from yeah. like 2016 until now. So right, I think what you're saying is. He's equating, and and you're equating actually. He he's let's get this the right way around. When he says apolitical, he means with on my side of the political spectrum. Yeah, if someone's political, they're against me. Yeah, but I think I think he's wrong. Yeah, he is wrong. Um, and and the reason for that is I don't believe. I don't believe the FBI and the DHS would have been on his side had, for example, Ted Cruz got in charge. Mm. They they just want the status quo. The FBI and the, and, and the DHS and some of these other big agencies they're protecting the, the state. They're protecting the their system. Own. You, you've got to you got to think that Trump came in on a platform to drain the swamp. Yeah, and they the swamp. are the swamp. Yeah. So he's you know he, he he's kind of kind of got a point. He's but he's 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 wrong. Um, but it, yeah, I bet if you asked him, that was not the point he was making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, anyway, so so after it, after spending years rolling over for the Democrats, um, they were suddenly they suddenly started to play a little bit tough. Um, Roth said it would pose major risks in quotes if they brought the GEC in. Another quote, especially as the election heats up. Of course, right. So we're early. We're, we're in kind of twenty early to mid twenty twenty. Okay. Point. Um, and yeah, at this point, Twitter were kind of squirrely in the squirrely in the Democratic Party camp. Mm. Of course, um, they were trying to actively reduce the number of agencies that had access to Twitter because they were just getting overwhelmed. Uh, apparently, at this point, the CIA, GEC, and NSA agreed to be allowed in to listen only to the moderation calls. <laughs> um, but, the, but, but that's what they used to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need any additional access. Um, Normally, people just don't know they're listening. 
and this this made me chuckle. They eventually decided on a signal call, right, for security, right, and then as in signal the messenger, signal app. messenger, yeah, right, and brilliant. <laughs> but what they did is they emailed across an unencrypted word document with <laughs> a list of names oh and numbers. Oh God, an emailed word document yeah. in plain text, yes, of the phone numbers, yes, of the people who were going to yes. be on this signal and, call. And, all, all the within the thread, you've got like you know, you've got like images of the of the email, and you know all the quotes I'm getting are from you know from emails yeah, and stuff. From yeah, Paul Roth. love it. Um, according to the Twitter files, Twitter was taking requests from every conceivable government body: the Treasury, the NSA, virtu- virtually every state. It says the Treasury. Yeah, the HSS, uh, FBI, DHS, and more. Um, so in 2017, Twitter had internal guidance where they decided to remove any user, and this is in quotes again, identified by the U.S. intelligence community. Which is broad, as we just said. Yeah, as a state-sponsored entity committing cyber operations. By 2020, these were coming from every agency in bulk. Uh, apparently, they were sent Excel documents that just had like lists of accounts. Um, they described the accounts as state actors to fulfill this criteria. So they would just say, here are a bunch of state actors, and then like an Excel spreadsheet with like hundreds of, uh, of accounts on so there. This, so this is it. important because what we're talking about here uh, is exactly the kind of example that we give when we say hate speech, for example. You know, hate speech bad, hate speech illegal, but who defines what hate speech is? State actors. Uh, we've got a law that says if these people are acting on behalf of another state, uh, da, 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 then we can do something about it. So all we need to do is define you as a state actor. Terrorism legislation. I'm just going to assume you're a terrorism so I can search you or detain you or whatever else because I've got terrorist legislation. I am in charge, so I do think you're a terrorist for the purposes of this. It's whether you call it thin end of the wedge or, yeah. or what, or the, you know, the don't have rules for things that you don't want your enemies to have. It's like you said the other day, would you like me to suspect you of possessing drugs? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. Um, uh, and they continued this with accounts tweeting the wrong info about Ukraine as well. The wrong, in quotes, wrong <laughs> info. Um, I'd love to know what the right info uh, anything that uh, the Democratic Party wants, it was saying. Anything that um, says that Zelensky is amazing. Yes, I imagine so. Um, and so Twitter was getting absolutely harassed, apparently, by the election time in 2020. Um, if action wasn't taken immediately, further emails were sent asking, you know, kind of chasing them up and saying, why, isn't, why haven't these been actioned? So Twitter was paid, and I know I mentioned this before because it was on another... Uh, one of the other files, but Twitter was paid uh, $3,415,323 wow. by the, the state. Um, according to Matt Taibbi, they were underpaid because of the sheer amount of work that they did. So this was so like, like an admin charge. Yes, but not a very good but, one. But actually, they were doing far more work. Yes. Yeah. And is, and that's because right. So this is where you you, you puts into perspective the you know, the numbers of the people that were working. I say were uh, working at Twitter, uh, and obviously we know that there are these huge teams of people at, at Facebook, at Instagram, all these kind of places that are there just investigating people all the time, and you know, policing mean tweets, that kind of stuff. And so they must have had this massive team of people that every time they got a list, a spreadsheet from one of the intelligence agencies, they'd stop looking through and. And, and this is what I suppose my point is. They, were, they weren't just immediately taking any list and just banning the accounts. Or were they? Were they looking into them and at least tr- seeing whether they had at least a point? Were they doing it on some occasions and not others? It's not clear. 
um, lots of the time they would just kind of email these lists and they'd email them back pretty soon after saying, so, yeah, done. actioned, done. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, because of the 2017, doesn't take a because of, of the 2017 guidance saying that if, if an intelligence officer yeah. says that this is a state actor, Twitter will ban them. Well, you know, oh, an intelligence just, officer said that. Therefore, I'm quite within my rights. You've got to remember that these are all bureaucrats. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it. You know, it's all, well, about, a, a all lot about the them, process. Well, a lot of, bearing in mind that they, they are, social media is the new media. They're the new newspaper journalists, if mm-hmm. you like, the new gatekeepers of information that people consume. Uh, that, that means categorically that the CIA and others have made friends with all of these people. In fact, I mean, we've obviously got a situation where literally, you know, former members of the FBI or CIA go and take senior positions at these places, which is obviously dodgy. Um, but in the same way, that- take take all positions as well. There was that Slack channel where they had to onboard so <laughs> yeah. many so many FBI ex FBI operatives. Yeah, um, but but aside from that, um, yeah, members of the intelligence community will will have been deliberately befriending uh, and 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 in other otherwise having contact with people at the social media companies in order to influence them. That, yes, that's their job. That's that's the CIA's job, and it always has been in terms of the regular media. And so now they've moved on to this. Yeah, but, and you've also got to bear in mind that because everyone at Twitter is left-wing, the only people that Twitter are going to, you know, Twitter are only going to give their email addresses out to Democratic candidates yeah. and Democratic senators and, and, yeah. and, you know, and politicians. They're not going to be giving them out to Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio and these people. Um, not that they're much good, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and the biggest takeaway from that for me is that Twitter is not a private company. Okay, ah, all, all this, it's ah. a private company, they can do what they want. <laughs> really? I mean, they were, they were paid millions by the state to, to, to do what the state told them to do. It, it doesn't even matter whether they were paid or not, I don't think, actually. I don't think that's no, the no, smoking no. gun that people might think it, it is. I think it's it's Just the fact c- that they were clear acting, colluding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just doing as they're told yeah. is, is the worst bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather they took the money and did nothing. <laughs> that, that's how I want to deal with the state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that, that was the biggest takeaway. So I, I, um, I know I rattled through that, but um, there was a, there was a lot of information in that one. Mm. Um, and the, the the one on the one on COVID that we'll do next is 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 perhaps a little bit a little bit more interesting. But do you have any any more any more thoughts on on any of that? No, I think I've I think I've gone through that. I I I I've been. Um, Listening to a podcast um, from James Corbett um, about the CIA and the media, which is why I brought up that before, and it's just it's 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 good to be reminded of the practices that have been around for a long, long time, uh, and all the evidence for them. You, you need to you need to not forget that you know the the, the media has been a propaganda machine for a, for a long time, um, and that. When when a, a state agency wants some lies published, they'll be published, and and they do that by, as I say, befriending by you know outright employing or whatever whatever it is. People in in the media or in now case the social media, give them the truth, give them the truth, give them the truth, give them not the truth, <laughs> and they're just gonna they're just they're, they're gonna think well you're credible because you keep giving me the truth, you keep giving me information, and as soon as they get something else, they're just gonna just gonna print it, just gonna act on it, just gonna. Do what they 
Yeah, well, so, so something um, not the same, but but in this in the same kind of vein. Um, I was, and this was a while ago now, but I was listening to uh, Scott Horton on, mm. on his podcast. He's he's brilliant. It, it's they're often really heavy podcasts because it's all based on foreign policy and war. But he's he's amazing. Um, and they were talking about, I think it was the the run up to the Vietnam War, and there were a couple of kind of incidents in quotes mm. that that. that Supposedly happened to kind of to to to, to cause the, the Vietnam War, and at least one of them has been disproven as being an outright lie. Mm. And um, you know it. And, and when you when you look at things like like COVID, like Ukraine and stuff, and you you might think to yourself, well, how could if it is a lie, how can how can it stay a lie? And how can how can you know, so, presumably so many people would have to be in on it? And they worked out that. Because eventually these things were like they were like whistleblowers and stuff, and it was actually proven that these things, yeah, you know, or at least one of these things, never one of these attacks never happened. Um, they worked out that something like forty thousand people would have had to have been in on it. Um, you know, would, would have had access yes. to the information and and ignored it. Yes. Um, and and just let the let the state do their thing because of the greater good or or, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, something like forty thousand people would have known that this was a lie, and sh- and, and and only one blew the whistle. Yeah. So that that's how these things happen. People are happy to lie. Yeah. Or happy to watch while others lie and not do anything. And not do about anything, it. yeah. 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 Yeah, whistleblowers are rare. Yes. Yeah. But no, let's make it illegal for you to expose that the government's doing something illegal. <laughs> it's about the size of it, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, do you want to move on to the the COVID ones? Yeah, so I I was aware of that FBI stuff. The yeah, well, that's that's the most recent. That's that was, only a couple of days ago. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm not aware of I'm not aware of any particular COVID um, COVID stuff yeah. other than what I suspect it's going to be about. So I'm intrigued to see what you tell me. Well, yeah. So this is this is the first uh, the first Twitter files drop about about COVID. Um, Who was it given to? Uh, was it given to a different it journalist. It was, yeah. What's the guy's name? David David Zweig. Zweig. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he's part of the. Um, the you know the, the free press. Um, yes. That kind of yeah. new site with. Yeah. Um, Barry Weiss and, and the others. Mm. So he's, he's he's part of the team. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how to pronounce his name because I've only ever seen it written down. Yes. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't. I don't think he was the only one working on it. I think there's. I think with all of these, right. there, there's like a team of them. Um, you know, kind of quite senior people like like him and Barry and uh, and other people, and they have like obviously like researchers, mm. but they kind of you know decide who's going to do the you know right yeah who's going to do the, the final Twitter thread and that that was him. Um, so um, what was evident, and I, again, I haven't. I've gone through the the thread multiple times, but I've just kind of made notes on what I think are the most important things. So. Mm. Um, both Trump and Biden administration um, made requests for Twitter and other social media platforms to elevate and suppress information. Mm. Okay, so it was it was both of them doing it. Um, for example, Trump administration was initially really worried about panic buying, um, so they were right. suppressing tweets about you know about panic buying, toilet roll. Yeah, obviously that that worked well, didn't it? <laughs> um, uh, Trump's administration conducted. Weekly meetings, uh, obviously, it would have been on Zoom and stuff. At you know, at this stage, um, right, uh, yeah. with not just Twitter, with Twitter, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and and several others, apparently. So the big tech giants, yeah, big big tech giants, big social media. 
Um, apparently, when Biden took over, things immediately switched to anti-vaxxers. Okay. Because they... Yes. It, it was... Because... Do you, uh, do you remember do you remember the switch because oh what from I wouldn't take that vaccine yeah yeah I, mean, I, I remember I remember I remember Biden Kamala Harris they're all there going what? and all, sure. the, all the media as well were saying well we're not I'm not going to I'm not going to take Trump's vaccine and then yeah. suddenly uh, because it doesn't get out and Trump loses it's like ah okay now you must take the vaccine but you see this is this is that that, that was one of those moments or the aftermath of that was one of those moments that solidified might be going too far but it certainly acted in a negative way about my thoughts about you know the human race yeah because <laughs> because you and i going but, but, but look 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 they just said that and now they're saying this so that's all you need to know that's all you need to know i don't need to say anymore that's all you need to know and yet they're all going oh i better go get that vaccine then yeah it's like oh, for fuck's sake yeah i know so so that they they immediately switched to anti-vaxxers in, uh, in the summer of 2021, Biden said social media companies were killing people, in quotes, by allowing vaccine misinformation. Do you remember that? In one of his speeches, he actually said they were, I, they were, they were killing people. I, I don't, but I, it I remember, sounds Yeah, sounds I remember right. doing the rounds. Anyway, because this, this is when Alex Berenson was kicked off, like, literally hours later. Ah, that um, was that time, right. Yeah. You see, this is, you see, and this is where I'm, I'm interested in the timeline of all, not the timeline of the release, but the order in which they're releasing these, I want to think about because you jumped back to early 2020, whereas the first Twitter drops were about just before the 2020 election. Yes, because they yeah. were about Hunter Biden and yes. the laptop suppress- yeah. the, the suppression of the Hunter Biden yeah, laptop they, story. They've jumped all over. They the place. are jumping around, aren't they? I'm, I'm wondering what I'm wondering what that's about. It's probably just what does Elon Musk find interesting at the moment? Quite. We'll do that one first because I'm quite keen on Hunter well, Biden, and then we'll do we'll, we'll save COVID because we're going to spend a bit of time on it. And he might want one sooner rather than later, and they've gone, no, that one's going to take longer, yeah, etc. So yeah, it's not it's not going to be one factor. Yeah, uh, apparently Twitter was pushing back sometimes against the Biden administration. Apparently, the, the, tokenism, I'm sure. Yeah, but apparently the, the, they were extremely aggressive and had zero concerns about free speech. Um, so, but let's let's just go back to the stuff that the Trump administration were doing. Yeah, so let's not. I know we joke about Trump, but them trying to have stuff elevated and suppressed. Oh, sure, is bad too. But just the sheer scale of what the Biden wanted, right? Um, Biden campaign wanted um, was you know kind of absolutely dwarfed anything right. that Trump wanted. Right. Um, okay. And they had no, you know, and and we know how. That's just the story of the left and the right, isn't it? Sure, but we. Know, my point is, we know how anti-free speech Twitter was. Mm. And the Democratic admin so was the making them look like look like pro free speech. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's how anti free speech they were. Um, and this, uh, so well, it's just anti speech, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, Twitter was suppressing views of doctors and scientific experts. And apparently, it was if, if you had opinions that differed from the White House, you were you were likely or at least eligible to get banned or suppressed in, in some way. I, I I like when you see when we've discussed um, Trump's ban and what the tweet was or the suspected tweet that, that he was banned for ultimately, um, and that was utter nonsense. Um, I like and I'm, he's I know Alex Berenson is 
back on Twitter now. I yes. mean, he took them to court. He fought. I think he settled, didn't he? Eventually. Yeah, but there were they had to admit certain things mm. as part of that settlement, yes. and yeah. he had certain things revealed, and it, it was it was a pretty good case. Oh yes, yeah, a, a successful case. He didn't just get back on. He, he made some very good public points, um, but the tweet that he was banned for is gold because it was. Did you remember? I can't remember which one it was now. It, 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 it was, was a while ago, wasn't it? it? Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was not prophetic because you and I and he knew exactly what was happening with the so-called vaccines at the time. Yeah. But he was trying to be as factually accurate as he could. Uh, and he was saying, think of them at, at best a therapeutic that works for a short period of time. I'm not paraphrasing. But he definitely used the word therapeutic. And, and you know, think of them as and all of that. And he was bad for that. And it's And it's... It's brilliant because you get to go, you get to point at it and go, he was banned for that. Let's just look at all the things he said in there. Are they true? Yes, they are. And it's like, they, I mean, they were true then, but they've, they're very true now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, so we've got examples. The next bit, this is, so this is where it gets quite interesting for me. Um, so content moderation initially was done by bots, right? Using machine learning and AI. And let's just be clear, content moderation is just censorship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's just code for censorship. So censorship was being done by bots. Yes. And then the censorship... Badly? Because it's a bot. Um, it depends on which side of the fence you're on. <laughs> yeah, we're using a broad brush. Yeah. I mean, if you were, according to the Biden administration, they were probably doing, doing very, a very well. job. Um, uh, but yeah, so what? And, and moderation could be a number of things. You know, they could you could be eventually banned. Obviously, um, they could have the, the flags. You know, the misinformation flags. Yes, they could stop your tweets being. I mean, I had this done to some of mine, where they could stop you be stop your tweets being liked and retweeted and even commented on. Um, yeah. where they put the flag on misinformation, you're not allowed to even like it or, or share it or, or do anything. Um, so that was in it. That still happens, right? Uh, those, those. I mean, maybe not all the COVID ones, but these flags. Then the notion of having flags and the suppression and like this, these things still exist, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't just stopped doing it. They've and stopped they doing it for COVID, but I don't think they've stopped doing it for everything. Yeah. Um, it's probably not happening as much now. Um, because of the sheer reduction in Twitter staff. Mm. Um, and I know yeah. some people are back. As again, you talked about prominent doctors and things. You know, Robert Malone, these, these type of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, now, they're now back. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so initially done by bots. Um, the next layer, if you like, uh, were contractors in places like the Philippines. And they were given deci- decision trees for things like myocarditis and mask efficacy. So they'd have if they saw. Have you seen these? Yeah, just there, there are pictures of them. Um, they're not obviously they're not they're not used now, um, but they had these decision tree. Obviously, and these were written by like left wing twats at Twitter, um, where you know you'd okay if the tweet has so it will get fl- the bots would the flag, bot will flag it, but then it gets but then it gets some guy in the Philippines will like okay. Let this 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 is a myocarditis is it, tweet. Is it saying is there's it, nothing wrong with myocarditis, or is it, is is it saying that myocarditis is, is safe and is, effective, is mild and temporary, and you've got nothing to worry about, or yeah. is it saying that you know, and then they they go through this decision tree. Okay, that's 
if, if these decisions, if, if one of the, at least one of those decision trees was about myocarditis, that's big. Just the fact that there's one on myocarditis, that's what regardless I'm of what it says, yeah, that's why I told you this. That's interesting. big, and and mask efficacy as well. I think that's 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 fascinating. Oh. Obviously, masks were still are a big thing. They're still trying to get people to wear masks constantly, aren't they over there? And over here, they're doing it over here now as well. Yeah, I've seen American articles where they want. Oh, it's time to mask up again. And oh, it's happening over here. The you know health 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 chiefs, uh, you know, government agencies are drawing up plans. Oh, jeez, oh, if. If this was, if this was any week in 2021, you and I would be saying they're coming back next week. That that's the type of media stories I, that I've seen. I you know, I kind of want them to try. Oh, tell me about it because bring people, it on. because people wouldn't do it. And well, uh, other than a lot of fucking people would, and we would go to the shops and we'd be fine and we wouldn't care. Yeah, it's way more than ever before. But instead, instead of going being the only you'd person, see, or maybe one or two people, you might see twenty or thirty percent of people not wearing masks. Yes. I imagine it would be a it would be a significant chunk compared yeah. to the less than one percent of us that there were. And I, I really do think it's about it was about that at, at the peak. I, yeah, less. Yeah, because I would go into Waitrose and I would be the only person yeah. not wearing a mask in the entire store. Yeah. You would be lucky to see one other person yeah. on a super on a big supermarket trip. I, I would, I would, I'd go, and you, you'd probably like nod and and you know like signal to people. Um, yeah, uh, I tell you who, who who in general who I used to see uh, Eastern Europeans. Eastern Europeans wouldn't wear masks. Well, they because, don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, and obviously, and and they've come from fucking communism probably, or at least yeah. an area where communism is still in living memory. Yeah, they yeah. know. What government overreach does, yeah. and they're not standing for it at all. They're just, and this is a sweeping statement, but they're quite obstinate, aren't they? It's just part of the. It's, it's cultural. I'm saying it's. It's yeah, but in a, in a good way. In, in oh yeah, in that they're they're not going to be pushed around. It, that's kind of what I mean. Yes, yes. not yeah, strong willed. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're their own they're, they're their own people. Yes, um, yeah. So yeah, but, but it'd be great. You, you, you know, but again, yeah, I'm, I mean it in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's one of those times. It's like when people. Describe the trait disagreeableness. It sounds really bad. Yes. It's like you really don't want to be agreeable. No. Um, anyway, uh, so and obviously, ultimately, I'm not very agreeable. No, I'm not. And and I'm happy with that. Yes. <laughs> um, obviously, if things were escalated far enough, and it's just going back to the the, the the status here, if things were escalated high enough, and the the some little lad from the Philippines didn't know quite what to do. Some little lad. You see, I've just got a, a little Filipino boy now. Is I, di- I didn't mean boy, but they're all quite small, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> the average height in the Philippines is not your eye. No. I mean, every most 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 people in Britain are little to your eye. Yes. So the Philippines, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about slave labour, child no. labour. <laughs> no, I just mean they're quite small. Um, some average height individual in the Philippines, yes. um, uh, if they didn't know what to do, it would get escalated to Twitter and, you know. Right, to what? To a, to the exec team? How not, far Not at that stage. Well, right, okay. okay, so there are different, from what I understand, there are There's obviously an escalation There path. are different rules for different types of accounts as well, which is one of the reasons why the journalists were clinging onto this verified stuff, because if you were verified, ah. you couldn't just be banned without some kind of committee taking a look. Right. It was like an additional layer of protection. But if you weren't, this is why they didn't want to verify people on the right as much. Or people who pay eight quid now. 
Well, that's that. That's that's new. Yeah, but that must have been what they were. One of the things they were fearing. Don't let any more people in this club, which is more difficult to get rid of. They must have been thinking. And they uh, didn't know at that point that. Yeah, they, they just wanted it to be an elite club, didn't they? Yes, ex- they wanted um, exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so uh, elite uh, being yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, that's that that that's that's what happened. Um, obviously, as well, Twitter's biases and, and and Twitter's agenda was like kind of built into these decision trees. Um, and like you and I said just now, just, just the fact they had them on myocarditis yeah. um, is, is is ridiculous. Apparently, it, it seemed that if you if you it's not ridiculous, it's it's evil, it's yeah, scary, sinister. it's yeah. Um, so if you tweeted something that disagreed with the CDC or the White House, it appeared that no matter where you were, you could be banned or restricted, um, or at least warnings added and like the ability to like share and comment removed. Mm. So you could be saying something. That was in line with your particular country's stance on COVID. Oh, so you might have your local CDC. Yes, you know, like us, the health. Now, what was it called? It's now the Health Security Agency. What was it called? I because don't know because I stupid libertarians were cheering when it got abolished, but but it didn't. It didn't get abolished in the same way that it used to be called something else. They just get rebranded. Yeah. What was it called? I can't remember because I was I was. I was looking for work at the time, and I got approached for a contract job there. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I remember. And I said, you should take it and, <laughs> and, and try and sabotage from sabotage the inside. It, yeah. <laughs> um, and, it was, and they said, yeah, this is what it is, but it's really going to be this excellent. Oh, and I can't remember what it was called. Um, That's funny, yeah. because it was, I mean, it was a dirty word, wasn't it? The, mm. the name of them. But anyway, so we, we could have been saying something that was totally in line with UK government guidance. But if it was slightly different from CDC, yeah. I mean, that, chances are it wouldn't be the UK, but in, in, other, yeah. Yeah, in other countries. And so there, there are a few examples. A, <laughs> a few other examples. Um, uh, so there was Dr. Martin Kuldorf, mm-hmm. um, who you may have heard of, and he's yep. he's tweeted against some of the vaccine stuff. But he's so if you, if you look at the tweet, well, he's a great Barrington guy, so he is. Yeah. But he's, he's not he's not amazing. Yeah. Um, so he tweeted um, that everyone getting vaccinated was as daft as nobody getting vaccinated so that i mean that's, that's, as, that's like, why he's daft yeah that's as vaccine centrist as you can get it is, isn't isn't it? It? <laughs> um and that tweet was completely restricted couldn't like it couldn't share it couldn't comment on it um you know so even 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 that they were they were doing um apparently there was one tweeter who fact-checked a tweet and the original tweet stated that covid was the leading cause of death in children for, for that for that 2020 Right. Which is, let's just be clear, bollocks, an outright lie. Yeah, not even close. Um, and so this this tweeter fact, you know, in quotes, fact checked that and said, uh, no, categorically not true, not true. Um, used the CDC's own data and and put, pasted that in the tweet, saying these are the main causes of death for children um, according to the CDC. That tweet was flagged as uh, misinformation, and you couldn't like, share, or comment on that one. But the original tweet was left and was fine. That's just mental, isn't it? Isn't that isn't that crazy? Um, you could so tweets that were posting peer-reviewed studies were marked as misinformation. You could, if you linked to a report that was studying myocarditis, um, and it and that report came to the wrong conclusion. Bosh, that was it. Um, yeah, you, you were done. Um, remember when Trump, t- uh, when when Trump got over COVID, 
and he said, "Don't be afraid of COVID." Yes, he, did, he did a tweet I with do. like a whole I remember bunch of stuff that. in there, but it, and I of, remember it got suppressed or something. Well, so uh, it, I don't, I don't think it did in the end, but there was. Did the, it have warning flags or something? I think yeah, I think it had a warning. Yeah. Um, but so because it was about being afraid, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Well, Jim Baker, do you remember him? Um, FBI. FBI special counsel Legal, now yep. Twitter special deputy yep. special counsel or was now he's yep. fired. Yeah. Um, so he he emailed Yoel Roth asking him why this particular sentence didn't warrant a ban, uh, and Roth Roth replied saying he couldn't classify uh, optimism as mis- misinformation, he couldn't justify it. But he ended the email with, curious whether you have a different read on it, though. So it's like, if you've got a legal reason why I can ban Trump, then I will. Uh, but I don't think I can. You see, I, I mean, I, I think that's um, that shows a real lack of creativity on your Roth's part. I, I, I don't think he's a bright lad. I mean, to, to say that optimism can't be misinformation, I mean, that's just nonsense, isn't it? Anything can be misinformation exactly. if you want it to be misinformation. Exactly. Yeah, he's not. He's not the the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, that and that that wasn't that wasn't him being reasonable. That was him being a bit thick. That's him being a dumbass. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have, you, have you ever seen him interviewed? He doesn't come across particularly. He, he's not like. You know, I have specifically not clicked play or you know sound on on anything with your wrath. On yeah, it. I mean his his voice is incredibly annoying. Right. Um, well, that would go with his face. <laughs> um, but he's not. So he's not. He's not nice to listen Ad to. Homonym. He's very. He's, ex- <laughs> he's extremely whiny. He's extremely- uh, that's what he looks like. That's why I've never wanted to play. He looks like a whiny person. He, he's extremely whiny. But he doesn't. Whininess aside, he doesn't come across as being clever and whiny. He just comes across as being whiny and a bit thick. All right. Or maybe maybe clever may, okay, whiny person. May, not thick. He's he's a he's a midwit. That's exactly it. You know, he's, one, he's probably exactly got an IQ of, of a, you know, of 120. Yep. So he's cleverer than average. Yep. If the average is like 100. Yep. So he thinks he's clever, mm. but he isn't. He's just cleverer than the average person who is not very clever at all. Yeah. And Maybe these are, these are the these are the, the, the the dangerous people, like a centrist on the intelligence scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of mid midwittery is, isn't it? Yeah. He's slightly past <laughs> the peak on the you the know, worst on the bell people. Bell the worst people. Yeah, um, but yeah. So that that was the uh, that was the COVID. That was the COVID one. Um, right. So we haven't had we haven't had any Fauci stuff yet. Then. No. Did you see Did you see Elon Musk's tweet though? Well, I saw someone saying when are the Fauci files coming, and he's gone later this week, and that's like now. Yeah. But, okay. But there was one before Christmas where oh, he just my pronouns are my, prosecute my pronouns slash are, yeah, Fauci. and I just I mean that Brilliant. was that was top trolling because it wasn't just I think we should prosecute. Oh Fauci no! That's or prosecute Fauci. taking the piss out of wokery as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh well, look, he is good for that. Yeah, but he took all. Yeah, you know, he made all his money from government contracts. I, oh I sure, don't yeah, yeah. Trust him at all? No, but I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see tweets like that from the guy who owns Twitter. Yes, um, and he's winding at the moment, at least, he's winding the right people up. Yeah, there's, it's not, there, there's more undoing of of stuff that needs to happen though. I think. It's not the free speech platform that uh, no. everyone wants it to be yet, yeah. um, but it's better, and that's uh, you know, and that's the point. I have, I have been marginally tempted to return. I haven't even, I haven't even been just, I haven't even been reading tweets. I mean, I've, I mean I'm completely off. Whereas there was a, there was a time a few months ago where I would use a different client, one called Fritter. <laughs> 
<laughs> which was just a stalking app. It was just right. curating a feed from the, the people I wanted to read. Right. Um, uh, so I wasn't logged in. And that allowed me to get past the stupid, you know, once you scroll a bit, it tells oh, yeah. you to log in and all that, all that nonsense. Um, so I was using a little client to do uh, to do that. Uh, but I stopped that months ago because I just needed to back away from this world of pain. Mm. Um, and I think had I been serious in my head about going back, I would have started by at least looking on there and then and then going in. But I think I'm just I think I'm still just fine not not participating or reading much at all yeah i I probably go on are you going on most days no no maybe how maybe, many maybe once or twice a okay, week okay so how many hours a week are you spending reading tweets and how many minutes are you spending you know interacting and engaging and writing um so i will check twitter a couple of times a week maybe and I'll just see what people have tweeted. Like you know, I'll just look at latest yeah. tweets. Yeah, um, I won't look at what the algorithm wants me to see. Yes, I'll just check at what the people I follow have, have tweeted. Um, and uh, and that doesn't take long. And if if I see something that's stupid and I can troll someone, um, I'll do that. You know, but, but it, I don't like trolling. But I don't tw- I don't tweet very often. Right. Um, I mean, for for example, Jordan Peterson recently has been go- he's been he's been tweeting Elon Musk saying you need to segregate anonymous tweeters and all that kind of stuff and he's been calling segregate them, yeah yeah calling them calling them demons and, and all this kind of stuff um and then so I, yeah there were a couple of them I'm like okay what about whistleblowers and then he's been so this week he was the the Canadian government of of trying to get rid of his clinical psychology um qualification because of, he's been <laughs> tweeting against like Trudeau and stuff um, so I just tweeted him saying, "Do you now realise why some people want to remain anonymous?" So I'll, you know, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll fire you're, off you're the odd prod like when that. you need to prod. Yeah, um, I'll probably check. I tend to check Elon Musk only because he he doesn't tweet mm. that often. Uh, what he does tweet is quite funny, and also he's the guy who will tweet all the Twitter files. Right. So because I don't know which, I don't want to check all the ones. And like this, yeah, this sure. latest guy, I didn't even know he was going to drop them. But Elon yeah. Musk will go. Here we go. Latest, latest one. Bosh. Yeah. So I'll check him to see if there's another Twitter files. If there are Twitter files, then I'll spend a bit of time going through them. Sure. You know, it might take an hour, an hour and a half to go through. Mm. Um, and a couple of them, I've been You've there when they're doing them live. Um, sure. Which is kind of, yeah, it takes a while. But some of the ones I, I get the next day or whatever, I will, you know, spend time going through them and, you know, making notes and that kind of thing. Okay. But that, that's the only time it takes longer. So you're, so you're basically using it as a, a news source primarily. Yes. And then when you see something that you you see something you can have some fun with, yes. then you use it for a bit of fun. Yeah, but again, it's only like thirty seconds of, of yeah. firing off and annoying you're people. Not, you're not getting into conversations. You're not no. spouting your wisdom. The things that one used to do at Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, not really. Not really doing that anymore. Um, but, but it's just it's not. I don't know. It it kind of. I mean, it changed. It changed in like kind of 2014. Um, it kind of got worse, um, and then very much again in like 2020 uh, with all the COVID stuff. And mm. I know, I know it's supposedly better now under under Elon Musk, but it's kind of it's it's beyond that for me now. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I think I might go back at some stage, um, but because it, because I don't have a huge following, 
I'm not really losing any matter. You know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It's not like I've got yeah tens of thousands of followers or whatever. No. And it's like I'm, I'm losing all this great reach. It's like, that doesn't really matter. Also, well, I went, I went cold turkey on Getter. Um, you know, six months or so ago. Or I've probably only tweeted or three or four times on that in my yeah. entire. Thing. Um, well, I've, I've got more followers on Getter than I have on Twitter. Right. Um, but you know, very little engagement. A couple of people that. A couple of regulars like kind you used to have on Twitter, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but and I and again, I just primarily use it as a curated newsfeed. That's where I would. That's where I would get my zero hedge. You know. Yeah. It was sure. just, you know, an easy way of curating a certain number of people who were going to tweet certain things, and uh, zero hedge would would post all of their stuff, kind of one after the other, and for the day. Uh, so you'd be able to just kind of go through and go, oh yeah, I want to read that one. Uh, or whatever, um, but again, as as a as a kind of way of just trying to switch off from everything, I've you know, deleted it, not gone back. I don't. It's not, I'm not even tempted. Mm. Not not even tempted. Um, I get I get what little I get from a very small number of Telegram channels uh, and a few Substacks. Even Telegram, I've removed now. that from my phone now. I've got that on an old iPhone. Right. So I deliberately, have, I've got hardly anything on my phone now. If I want to check Twitter on my phone, I have to go to a browser and log in mm. um, and, and kind of physically do there that. Is, there is still something, I still have a soft spot for Telegram in that there are some little communities that I'm in that you can, you can not post anything, you cannot engage in a comment thread for months and then you can just jump in and have a little chat with some people my, my- and... and and get something useful out of it, and then just go away again. The community is good. My main concern with Telegram was, one, that it's not particularly private, Yeah. Um, which is why I got rid of Telegram, and WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is on, like, you know, I've got that on an old iPhone. I am. Um, I've, I've left WhatsApp a long but time ago. I haven't, I don't use it. I've got, there are a couple of groups that I'm in where, like, people I used to work with um, mm. occasionally might message or something. So yeah. I, have, I don't want to completely get rid of my account, Yeah. but I, I don't use it, you know. I hardly ever use it. Telegram, it's not very private. And I'm sure the, the owner of Telegram is linked to the WEF. Oh, probably. Um, so it's like, you know what, you can be on my old phone. And, you know, I'll, I just I just signal is the only messenger that I use. Yeah. But again, that's I've never used Telegram to message people. I use it for its channels. I use it for the, right, for okay. the communities. Yeah, sure. Um, I've, I've, had, I've had a grand total of of one person I know ever have a conversation with me on Telegram um, after they didn't know what way to contact me and right. hadn't spoken to them for years. And it's like, oh, you're on Telegram. And so had a had a chat. Um, but oh, yeah, I don't use it. I don't use it for that. So anything that I do, anything I have posted on comments on a channel, I consider to be public in the same way that I consider anything, obviously everything you put on Getter or Twitter or anything like that sure. is public. Um, so I've, yeah, I've not been using it for... Classified communications, I suppose. No, but it would be it would be nice if Signal, you know, kind of adopted some of those, oh, the, some of those things. Uh, you can have agreed. groups, but then obviously everyone. It's just like a, it's a group where everyone can post. It's not the same as, as yeah. You know, oh, it's a tough one. Um, I don't want it to become a social media site though, which is what I think that element of Telegram is. You know, these are this proper public. They're like message boards. It's like yeah, a good old fashioned message board. A, a, a private, a private media place would be good I think yeah maybe but the 
you lose the, the the good stuff of it being public in terms of getting reach quickly. If it's private, if it's invite only, um, then it's 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 not going to grow very fast if you if you want to reach a wider wider audience. And group messaging apps already exist if you just want to talk to a, a group of people. So, yeah, I I think Telegram is good for what it for what it does, mm. and I and regardless of who owns it it has been a source of all of what the rest of these companies and everyone you've just described so far in your twitter files drops as misinformation it's been the best source <laughs> of all of that for the last year and a half mm. easily you know, do you know it's it's funny there've been there's been so much talk about misinformation in the last well over 2 years misinformation two- disinformation or malinformation all, all of which can get you classed as a terrorist now in the US. Correct, but just the term the term misinformation, I think, has been used more than any any, any of the others. Misused? I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, yes, yeah. of course. It's a, it's a fairly it's a bulk term, isn't it? But now, when people, it's got to the point where when somebody talks about misinformation, my ears automatically prick up, and I think oh, I want to read be, that. That's, that's going to be good. <laughs> yes. or that's probably going to be true. It's a it's a label now that says read me yeah for me totally it's like you sh- you should probably trust this yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you should trust this more than something that hasn't been labelled yes it's like anything that's been fact checked yeah. fact checked false well oh, then really okay well that must be true that then. must be true yes yeah if something if if Snopes has said that that's false it's like okay right that's good enough for me yeah that's true yeah. yeah completely so just when I see misinformation now or something labelled as misinformation oh yeah okay. You know, I used to like when when other than the other than the the things that Twitter would do to stop like sharing and liking and stuff. If I got, like got a flag on my tweet, I'm like yeah, badge okay. of honour. Yeah, because I'm, I'm over the target now. Someone else is thinking oh, yes. that's, that must yeah because be. I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. It's like when we get yeah. like, on Spotify. You know, a lot not all of them, but lots of this this one for certain will get the COVID misinformation thing on it. Brilliant. We were going to. Didn't we do a test? We never looked back. Um, <laughs> Which one did we talk yeah, about? Yeah, but stuff? I think I think I've been putting. I was thinking about this afterwards, and even if we hadn't put COVID in the in title. the in the title or the subject, I think occasionally I've been putting them as tags. So it would take a bit of in working out to work out what combination it is. We were trying to work out though whether whether it was something we said. Well, that's the thing. So COVID, I, COVID, 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 COVID. I, I, I want to do one where we we just say at some point that COVID is a scam or something like that, um, and and see if it gets flagged without any without anything in the title, without anything in the description, without any tags. Just want to kind of say some stuff like you know vaccines are death jabs, scamdemic, like yeah, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff, and just see. If they um, if they flag it, yeah. If it's got you know some bot listening to it, um. if it's got some bot listening to it, then no edition of ours from the last two years should not have a flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe they're just listening to. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe it is like tags and stuff. It could be tags and things, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe they listen to the ones that are tagged because there are so many podcasts out there. It could be that. Yeah, I don't know, but it is interesting that only some of ours. Because I would have, I would yeah. have thought there'd be like a huge flag across the sounding board logo. This is misinformation. <laughs> Anything that you hear on this channel. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Spotify is the home of 
of Joe Rogan, um, and I know they label his yeah. as much as they label ours. Yeah, sure. Um, but he's not banned. He's not gone. They yeah, he's making them a lot of money. He's making them a lot of money. This is this is the important you thing. Know, he has his his reach grew on Spotify. Yes, it grew, which is amazing. It suddenly stopped being on all other podcasts, yes. including Apple Podcasts, yes. which is the because obviously the the term podcast comes oh, from iPod. Yeah, you know, and, and and Apple Podcasts is is bigger than any other podcast. Yeah, podcast platform. Um, so that's the one you really want to get onto. It wasn't on there. They stopped being on YouTube, which is like the biggest yeah. video platform. Yeah. And his reach grew. Incredible. I mean, what a move by Spotify. I mean, I own, so I only use Spotify now for listening to Joe Rogan. That's the only thing I use it for. I don't, I don't we, have an account. We, have, we, we pay for Spotify right. for music um, because I'm too lazy. It, it's convenience. I, I don't have time to go and find new music or, or whatever. Or, you know, if, if someone wants to listen to something, we listen to it. Because it's got nearly everything on it, so it's a, it is a very good music streaming service. The only non-music thing I listen to on there um, or watch is Joe Rogan. And mm. to be fair, I it's 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 few and far between. It's it's, it's rare that I. I mean, I, I went <laughs> I went back over the last month. My Christmas treat uh, was was watching or listening to every single uh, Graham Hancock. Oh um, yeah, that's so good. Podcast, have and obviously you, he gets a bit samey, but yeah, it's good. Great. It, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you were listening to them one after the other, that's I exactly guess it, what I did. It, it could probably be a bit samey, but if you, if you he's got to some go-to out, things. Yeah, um, they're all, they're all good. Um, have you listened to the Randall Carlson one where he's on his own? No, listen to that. That's a treat. That right, is really okay. good. He's such a lovely, jolly chap. Yeah, and sometimes and he actually gets a chance to speak. Maybe. So, yeah, sometimes in the Graham Hancock ones, he doesn't say too much. Whereas this is just him and Joe, he's, and it's brilliant. He's really such. Good. You see, he was underused in the TV show, The Ancient yes. Apocalypse. Um, and when you when he when he is given a chance to speak or to answer questions, um, he's so into. You just you get this sense of intelligence from him, and as you say. He, it's wrapped in this very, you know, nice persona, but you know, you can tell by the terminology and the and the style and 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 his thought processes. This is this is a very thoughtful, very clever, very clever. It's person. it's the opposite. It's the opposite of what I get when I listen to Yol Roth speak. Because <laughs> <laughs> you listen to him and you think this guy is a midwit at best. Yeah, who, th- who is above his station, who thinks he's clever, but. He, but he clearly isn't. He listens to someone like Randall Carlson, and it's the it's like this guy is clearly He's, clever, and, but humble. And that's and again that's the difference between him and Graham Hancock, who yeah. who you know. And I, and I, it, I have listened to a lot of him, but he does love the sound of his own voice. Does Graham Hancock as well? I mean, it's, it's part of his persona. Mm. Wouldn't you agree? Though he he. He loves a turn of phrase, but I mean, but he's a writer. He's he's you know he write he writes books. That's that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm um, I'm trying to find. There was a uh, there was a quote. Um, uh, I say a quote. It was in a, it was in a, a Sherlock Holmes book by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, where he was talking. I think it was because all virtually all the Sherlock Holmes, but I don't know if you've read them at all. Um, a few. Virtually all of them are written 
um, as in you are, it's like kind of first person Dr. Watson. Yeah. Um, there were a couple that were, I think there's one written in the third person, there's one written, like as in it was written by Holmes, but most of them are kind of Dr. Watson. And he's talking about a particular police officer, and this police officer can kind of recognise how how useful Holmes is mm. for because lots of them just kind of think they're you know they're better than Holmes yeah. um, and get proven wrong time and again. <clears throat> Whereas this guy recognises that Holmes is a you know is is an asset, and it's something like um, he says something like mediocrity knows nothing other than itself, but uh, intellect instantly recognises genius or some <laughs> something something like that. Um, and you you get that I see that all the time um, in the you know like these 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 midwits they can't they can't tell if anyone is cleverer than them oh, whereas right. you and I who are and this is going to sound arrogant but you you and I are above average intelligence but we're clever enough to spot really geniuses mm. you know I can I can I can you know you, someone like Graham Hancock um, or Randall Carlson these people. You know, straight away, and there, there have been guys that I've worked with in the past, and I'm like, you know what, you you're on another level. Mm. Um, whereas other people just don't don't recognise it. There was one, I remember that one guy um, who I've actually so um, haven't been in contact with him for a while, um, but I kind of worked with him probably over 20 years ago, and he was a young lad at the time, and um, one of the cleverest guys I've ever 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 met. Um, and I've recently found out just through some of the stuff he's posted on Facebook, he's a libertarian, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, but he astoundingly clever. And uh, he was just unrecognized. We're, we're, we were working, we're, we were both permanent at Pearl Assurance at the time. And I remember he was, he had like a one-to-one and, and he could code rings around everybody, mm. even though he was like 17 or 18 years old. He'd been coding since he was like four years old. Um, absolute genius. And he kind of asked that when will I be when will I be a senior analyst programmer? Um, because I think he was, uh, I think he was, it was, went like junior analyst programmer, analyst programmer, senior analyst programmer, and then, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and uh, his manager said, well, um, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, you know, in a couple of years' time, and I'm like, oh, wait, how old are you? You're 18? Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe six or seven years. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it's God. Like, hang on a second. It's just, just basing it on his age. Um, and this guy was an absolute, absolute genius. I remember, yeah. I remember there was one programmer who was a contractor, and he was rated by everybody. Um, and in his spare time, uh, over the course of about a month, he coded this kind of asteroids clone. Do you remember the game Asteroids, where <laughs> yeah. you'd kind of move the ship yeah. and shoot the asteroids? Yeah. It took him about a month. And uh, this, this, this guy I was working with, he's like, yeah, I don't know why everyone's raving about that. And like in an afternoon <laughs> and an evening, he did the same thing. Came back in like the next day. He's like, "Here, here's mine." Brilliant. Absolute, absolute. Here's a thought. I remember sometimes he had to, he had to code, he had to code something in a different language. So he like learnt it over, over a weekend. Um, you know, just an another level, a, absolute another I, level. I need this guy. I need to hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be, yeah, he'd be, he'd be an asset to anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, one of, literally one of the cleverest guys. You know, just his brain just worked faster than yes. anybody else's ever ever would. But but nobody would recognise it. It'd be the sort of guy that if you had him working for your company, you'd be like, okay, what do you need? Get out of your way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know, yeah. what what do you need yeah. to stay working here forever? Yes, whatever you want, and you would just clear the way for him. Yeah. Whereas there, they were like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's just he's just an eighteen year old kid. 
yeah unaware that he was just a, you know just just coding everyone under the table mm. um so yeah th- these people just don't get recognized by people of average intelligence interesting interesting yeah. um just going back to going back to the covid thing though um the covid thing well yeah we were talking about we were talking about covid um so my my next door neighbor is now living with me again um so my this is your elderly Yes. Neighbor. So she lived with us with her husband when her husband was still alive. Mm. A couple of, uh, well, I know it would have been no, a few years pre, ago. Pre, yeah, maybe five or six years ago now. Yeah. Um, so her husband, who sadly passed away a few years ago, um, uh, had had cancer, had mm. esophagus cancer, had his esophagus removed, and basically his stomach stretched out to form a new esophagus. So he didn't have a stomach anymore. So he had to eat like almost constantly. Um, that's mental yeah crazy shortly after that um, they had a fire at their house um, or in the garage but the, the garage is like on the side of the house Connected, and smoke yeah. went into the house um, and they couldn't live there and they were going to have to live in a hotel and obviously like living in a hotel is, is, is rubbish if you're in your 80s anyway spe- especially if you're going to have to eat every like, hour or yeah. every two hours um, you know recovering from, from cancer so we said don't be stupid come and live with us so yeah. live with us for for uh, couple of months or so um and sadly he you know he didn't last too long after that mm. um and, and and he passed away and and my you know she's been uh obviously living there on her own um she's 88 now just turned 88 um but she's had and i, I don't know this for sure but i'm pretty fucking sure that she's had a she's had a vaccine injury um and these the the, the types of injuries that she's getting are they're just going to go under the radar because she's 88. So yes. she had, she and she was, she's 88, but she was fit as a fiddle. Um, she was regularly, like every couple of weeks or so, driving up north, like to Sheffield and places to see relatives. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or, so down very to, or down to London. She was really, really active, uh, still volunteering at the hospital and places and on various charities. Um, it's that volunteering at the hospital then, isn't it? That's, you, I remember you saying this to me, that's, that's, that's why she got the vaccine. Uh, yeah, and I think she just believed that they were that they, were, that they were good. Um, but yes, yeah, that was why she got it early. She was like one of the first. She was get, she was vaccinated in twenty twenty. Right. Uh, one of the in December twenty twenty, she was one of the first people because she was like, yeah, I want it. I want to carry on yeah. volunteering at the hospital, and this is the only way I do it. So, so she got the vaccine. So she probably had like five doses. She's probably had a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and she was on holiday with uh, her daughter, her daughter's husband. Uh, who we both know, really nice people. Um, although they, uh, so I think they, they're quite pro-vaccine. Like she was volunteering at vaccine centres and all that kind mm, of stuff. Okay. So I just used to like, yeah, just yeah. not even get involved. But yeah. lovely people. Um, so yeah, with, with with her daughter, her daughter's husband, and I think his mum, kind of going away for family just for a week, just like in in, in the UK, just rented yep. a cabin somewhere. I think some, yep. something like that. And then she was struggling when she went out for a walk. Uh, which is really unusual. You normally mm. can walk miles. Yeah. Um, we're, we're struggling a little bit. Um, uh, I think she had, I think she, she had like slight shortage of breath. Um, and then she was kind of getting chest pain. So at that point, they're like, right, okay, we're taking, taking her yeah. to A&E. Sat in A&E for like hours and hours and hours. Um, you know, Such is the way of things, you yes, know, at the moment. With with, with nothing. Um, eventually, they, uh, they kind of... T- uh, took her in to, to, to investigate uh, and she had and I've kind of seen the 
documents today because she, she she came she's just been released from hospital right um, and came straight around to ours so she's living as that probably only for a few days but we yeah. live in a bungalow there are stairs that kind of stuff so yeah. she's going to take it easy um and uh she had a myocardial infarcture of the inferior wall of her heart um which is heart damage yeah Permanent heart damage, as you just said before. It's 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 because of what we said before the before the recording started. Yeah, all heart damage is permanent. Well, so this is this is one thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to email. So I want, I want to contact. I want to email Brett Weinstein, and I'm, I need to. I've been meaning to do this for a while, um, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll do this before we get the podcast out. To be honest, um, because so the heart doesn't replace itself. No. Um, or not very much anyway. It's like yeah, hardly at all, which is why you don't get heart cancer. Um, yes. And I remember listening to again recently the podcast, and this is my this is my favourite podcast episode ever of anything. It's the one. It's the one on the portal between him and his brother, where um, he where he talks about he talks his about discovery about the discovery about the telomeres. Yeah, and and it's it's such a, it's 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 awkward listening at the beginning because his brother's quite quite tough on him. Um, and it's quite close to home because obviously you and I have these kind of conversations where we're, we're pushing in in the way that only another brother can. Yes. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, we yeah, can get away yeah. with it with anybody else. Yeah. But brothers, we can do that. And it's a bit like that. Um, but then when they get into it, it's amazing. And he's talking about some of these... Um, I can't do it justice. I, and I've heard him give a potted history version in another podcast, which was quite good. I'll have to link it because I've, I've listened to it a number of times, uh, but I hadn't listened to it in the last couple of years because it's a few years old now. Mm. Um, but it's so important. It is. Well, there are a couple of things. There, One thing he talks about, because he talks about heart damage a little bit in there, and he's saying, well, you know, because if a 40-year-old killed killed over, it would get investigated. And I'm like, not, really? Not <laughs> now. Yeah. Not now it doesn't. Um, but there are things, because he was saying that some of these... Some of the drugs that were tested on mice were, uh, um, you know, were, were kind of getting through because of these. Uh, you have to listen to the podcast, but because of these long telomeres. This is what I mean by big. This they, is it's huge yeah. for the entire pharmaceutical industry because well, if, there were products that would get it. They're getting through the the, the the testing on mice when they shouldn't have done. Yes, because mice weren't. Uh, how do how do we describe I don't this? No, this is the problem with not having the scientific. Un, you know, real understanding of it, of it, yeah. but essentially, it, it, the upshot is that because of the way the mice were bred, it meant that they were going to pass drugs that were dangerous. Yeah. So, so the the, the telomeres on the end of your the end of your DNA uh, can be different lengths, and the longer they are, the more that you will that uh, your organs and uh, will replace themselves. The, yes. the number of times, the longer the telomeres are, the number of times they can replace themselves. And because of the ways these mice were bred, they had extraordinarily long telomeres, which they shouldn't have had. Which they shouldn't have had as mice. They, yeah, because mice in general don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so they were testing these things on mice and were getting through because the damage wasn't seen because yes. the mice, the, their organs were replacing themselves. And they were getting to humans, and obviously human organs don't replace themselves. And one of the things he suggested was that uh, some of the drugs that were now seen to cause heart damage actually, actually, he thinks, could cause damage everywhere. The reason that it's showing in the heart is because everywhere else replaces itself. Yes, but, but your heart doesn't. heart doesn't. And I'm wondering if the COVID vaccines are the same thing. They're damaging Ooh. everything. 
but, but we're only seeing, up we're only seeing it in the heart because the heart doesn't replace itself which is really fucking scary and I hope he comes back to me and, say, and says something like no great because. guess but you're wrong yeah <laughs> which, which would be ideal um, but yeah I, I was, as soon as I listened to that I'm thinking hang on a second this could be the COVID that's a as well. really great thought I mean we know that the spike protein is uh, for want of a better term a toxin uh, it is bad for you uh, part of that is because it gets stuck in places that it shouldn't um, and it causes clotting so because it's in the bloodstream uh, it gets everywhere which it shouldn't shouldn't have done according to their designs apparently um, and because it causes clotting it is causing vascular issues mm. and so those vascular issues are most seen either in the heart which is obviously the vascular organ or in the brain where the blood flow to the brain is very important for the rest of the entire body so you know strokes and you know f- other forms of attacks uh, in the brain are the other places seen the other the other areas that are abs- have absolutely been seen as uh, yeah, as vaccine damaged things are you know it, it's going to reproductive organs it's they 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 found it all over the place causing damage but what you're saying is a more generalized cellular kind of damage isn't it you're you're just kind of saying not not that it travels somewhere and does some harm but i it, it could be that or it could be the the, the well this i'm only talking about the spike protein there's a whole lot more going on in these jabs yeah. there's the pseudouridine and there's the lipid nanoparticles themselves well, well, yes yeah, so the the idea all that, stuff the idea that, is that you, you mentioned saying that it wasn't in the design that the, the lipid nanoparticles <laughs> would, would would reach the brain that, well, is, that exa- is exactly that's what exactly what they're designed for. i was they, saying it they they, they they use them to to get to the brain to to, to cross penetrate the, the blood brain, brain barrier, barrier because that's the only way they can um uh, so there are there are like you said, and there are there are a whole bunch of things that aren't that we don't re- we just don't know what's in there yeah um, yeah unknowns that could do damage but even even just the blood clotting yeah can blood clots be so you got you get a blood clot and it reaches your heart it's going to do damage and that's it it's game over yeah I'm wondering if these clots are going to do damage to other organs but because the organs are replacing themselves it's not permanent damage. Well, and so, and th- think of something like the, your liver, which replaces. Itself. I mean, you can have quite bad liver damage and because you've been an alcoholic, and it, it will regrow, regrow. And, you'll, and you'll be it's fine. Am- amazing organ. It's incredible. Yeah. So, could, could people be getting liver damage, but it's just replacing itself to the point where we're not really seeing it? Yeah. So, um, there are there's blood clots and there's blood clots. Yeah. One sure. of one of the one of the things that only shows up. Have you heard of the D dimer test? This is testing for microclotting. Now, this is a very, very, very cheap test. This right. is, you know, prick your finger, stick it on something like a that looks like an LFT, you know, and and it'll show some lines and and give you a score or whatever. Right. Um, so this this is stuff that could be bearing in mind what they did do for COVID. Everyone could have a D dimer test, and it would right, cost a fraction I, of what. Because I have, I have a similar. I have a little, a little um, tiny electronic device that I have to. I have to test my cat every few months for diabetes. Right. So I prick okay. his, I, I prick his ear. Yeah. Every couple of hours for over the course of like twenty four hours, and I stick. I kind of get some blood on the end of this little kind of 
little bit yep. of cardboard, stick it in the machine, and it beeps at me after a couple of a couple of like seconds yeah. and gives me a reading. Yeah, it sounds something similar to that. Well, yeah, but it's not again, electronic. Again, dead, dead cheap. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. I think we can buy these things, and I've. It, it's a difficult one. I want to test the people I know that have had the vaccine. Obviously, I don't want to test myself. I don't. I mean, I would, but I think my levels are going to be normal. Um, but the point is, uh, uh, how are you going to how are you going to test them without using force? I think <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on yeah whether I accidentally on purpose trip over, stab you in the arm. <laughs> um, but the, the the point is, there's these these micro clots. These are tiny tiny clots that they they obviously they they. They can cause problems depending on where they are, but there's a lot of places where they essentially don't cause problems because they're so tiny. Mm. Um, but they can be doing damage everywhere. Um, now, I, I mean, I, you've probably read the similar stuff that I have about, and it's difficult to know. It's difficult, obviously, to check authenticity on this stuff, but the reports from coroners and things, you know, talking about pulling out clots that are, you know, Meters well, long. When you said the micro clots, I've seen the macro clots. Yeah, quite know, the huge ones where um, they're pulling something out, and it's like it keep going, keep it's going, like keep a going, yard keep going. long or something. Yeah. Um, so you've seen similar reports as well, um, which is, which is really scary, mm. isn't it? Um, but, but yeah, it that I think is all spike. Now, my understanding is that yeah. that that's all about the spike. But you see, I'm trying to I. I I started listening to a Dark Horse podcast. I haven't listened to to them for months. Okay. Um, and I started listening to one a couple of days ago, and he was talking about the pseudouridine, and I can't remember exactly what he said it it, it, it does now. And it, but it was, if you put this in here, you're only doing it because you want to do one thing. It was like <laughs> it was that that kind of thing. Um, and I guess I can't remember specifically what it was. One of the most one of the most recent ones. Um, uh, but all this stuff now is very easy to put together as there's been this amount of time now to, to put it all together. You know, Robert Malone has been out there now with his 17,000 other, you know, mm. doctor friends saying, take this thing, you know, stop, stop this now. It's, you know, enough is enough. Um, I'd be fascinated if you get a reply from Brett that that could be huge. I, I, I Yeah, I imagine. I imagine I'm probably wrong, because um, I think, again, he's he's a very very clever chap, and I'm sure it must have come he'll, across. He his... also thought masks would work though, because of shining a light through them. So. Yeah, I, I know, I know. That, that we was, can that forgive was, him. That was we funny. can forgive that him. Was that was funny. Um, uh, that that was just not thinking. I yes, think. um, and that's interesting from someone who thinks a lot. Yeah, I mean the evidence of his thinking. And and Heather's as well. Yeah, they're, yeah, sure. they yeah are, they're both for, for and, and they're a great little team. Again, yeah. I, the, what's what's good about listening to their podcast is that, is that you can you can hear them both thinking together because well, they bounce off each other. Yeah, it, it it is it is similar to some of the, yeah. I mean, the, the greatest podcasts are the ones where you can almost and and we try to do this, but you mm. almost you hear, hear them, them refining, hear them yeah coming to conclusions in real time. Yeah, and, and they do that all the time. And they don't they don't let each again because they're husband and wife. They don't let each other get away with no, anything. They don't. Um, which is which is really there's good a, as well. there's a lot of refinement of communication between them mm. when when one of them says no you don't understand what I mean I mean <laughs> this 
um, I know you said that, but I said this, and they get yeah. so it's, it's, and it, it's very it's, precise. Some they said, yeah, but you you use the exact same term three podcasts. Ago, and <laughs> yeah. You meant this. He says, yeah, I know I meant that then. <laughs> now I'm in that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope that it's gone through his head already, and that you know, look, I mean, it largely doesn't. I say it largely doesn't matter. Uh, the heart damage is bad enough. Yeah, the vascular issues are bad enough, and they are what? Right? What was it? Eleven hundred and three. Deaths of athletes in the US since January 2021. And I'm going to get this stat right because it was tweeted in such a way um, or the report was written in such a way. This isn't a very good equivalent, but it's good enough that in the like previous 30 years, no, thir- 38 years was how many, was, it, was the 1,103 athletes under the age of 35, dying of cardiac issues. But as I say, that's not an equivalent. 38 years worth of under 35-year-olds dying versus all ages of athletes dying in the last two years. So it's not it's not a very easy statistic. And you mm. can see they were just trying to equate two things. And Yeah, because... I'm sure there is a statistic out there that will show all ages and how many died. And it won't be 38 years, no. but it'll be... Not two is the point. It'll be still a lot more than two years. But yeah. there's another guy. There's another uh, uh, was it NFL or something. So some, someone. They've been, they've been two. They've been, so, Han- Hanlon. Yeah. So there's, there's one who collapsed. Um, uh, didn't not dead, but you know. Yeah. That collapsed with 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 heart issues, and there was one who was an ex NFL guy. Right. Who was 38, and. Uh, this this did the rounds because he was tweeting like six months a year ago saying we need to have vaccine mandates now all you anti-vaxxers yeah. are, all that kind of stuff and then you know you see the comparison how it's going it's like, <laughs> yeah it's like this you know how it started how it's going how it started how it's going that's and, it and yeah. it's like yeah dead at 38 due to heart issues yeah but I'm just I'm just worried that even 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 just a spike protein might be doing damage to other organs but because mm. they replace themselves you know, we're not we're not perhaps seeing it. I mean, I, I hope that. I mean, I, I guess he probably gets a lot of fan mail and might not even read it. But I don't know. It's worth it's, it's worth, worth a well written firing off a, a polite email. I think. Yeah. Um, um, well, so I mean, polite Pe- and concise email. Yeah. Pete Peter McCulloch is now saying very specifically that it causes that you know the experimental gene therapy, whatever you want to call them, all cause heart damage for everyone I, I think that's an that's a very interesting step to take because mm. he's the kind of person that was saying early on not not as far as your Kulldorfs but saying you know the the healthy and the young don't need it yes uh, yeah uh, yeah not exclusively saying no one should. not not in the my camp of <laughs> this shouldn't go near anyone I mean I, I was you're way ahead of the curve in that well one. but I was even ahead of me I was saying this isn't about blowing my own trumpet specifically, but it, I, I was actually saying the reverse. I thought that younger people... I mean, I was. let's be clear, I was wrong about this element of it because there's a strange kind of inverse bell curve effect, I think, with this, as in it really damages the young, which, I, which was unexpected to me. Mm. I thought giving it to the oldest and most vulnerable was the stupidest thing Because to do. it would kill them off. Because it would... Because they wouldn't be able to cope with it, and it would and it would finish them off. 
or you know, whatever. Um, and I, I think that has been borne out by, by the data. What, what, what surprised me was that it was so damaging to the young. Yeah, although I think, I think and this is my, my own recent experience in the last few hours, is leading me to believe that it is killing off the old as well. We're just mm. not hearing about it. Because they're, they were of course. just, with my neighbour, she's 88. Of course she's going to have heart issues. Excess deaths are higher than they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that simple. Um, but you know, I've seen a mainstream news article say that five hundred deaths is it was it a week or a month um, are currently being caused by you know problems with ambulances or whatever. And it's like that's a. That was like the Daily Mail or something. And so I know that, you know, scaremongering Daily Mail or whatever, but we're not having press conferences every day counting up the number of people who've died because an ambulance okay, was so, on strike. Yeah. Okay, so is this just strikes? Uh, just No, just, just poor is, ambulance services in general. Is this ambulance drivers, you know, passing out with myocarditis oh, well. as they're driving along? Because, you know, it could be... And again, I've seen the studies showing that there's... There's a sweet spot. There's the you know, if you can get past the if you get past the first forty eight hours after a jab, then mm. lucky you. But then you still got to get past the next three months. Then after about That's eight the, months, yeah, I was going to say that it the, gets bad. The, the again. large blood clots are caused like five to six months. Well, or so. and um, and this is what I'm I'm fascinated by. Uh, but it's a morbid fascination. Obviously, it's are these microclots? Does it take time for them to collect together? You know what what mechanism is making it that Nine months after a jab is a high point of death. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. Let alone, how many people? And um, I say we just we just won't know this until literally the time has elapsed. Even if people stop taking the jabs now, which a lot of people have, but a lot of people haven't. A lot of people haven't stopped testing. Oh my God, how many people do I know that have got COVID? Well, the only reason you know is because you've done a fucking test. We won't know how many people die in. Three years, in five years, in ten years, and until that's happened. But one of my biggest fears over the last over over twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, but twenty twenty one more specific because that's when they were jabbing people like like nobody's business was was not even that they were going to die quickly. Was that that that's it? You signed your own death warrant for five years time, mm. and that's not a very nice thought. The only other thing I wanted to say on this podcast, was, well, just 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 before you, before you before you do that, one of the other well, stats, it might go on a bit, but carry on. One, one, yeah, I want to get this in there before yeah. I forget. One of the other stats I heard recently is that, and this is by their own official figures, so obviously it's it's under. But one in eight hundred people have a severe vaccine injury. Whose stat is that? Uh, I think that's that's either from I think that's from America. So it's like a CDC. I think or it's a CDC one. Yeah, stats. Um, Unbelievable. One in eight hundred. Reported, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, and, and they're, they're, so... they're, they're doing their best not to report them. Yeah, and it's still the most reported. It's still more, more reported than every other than vaccine every put together. Every other vaccine yeah. ever. Oh yeah, and again, we've known about that for years now. You can say years for this. Well, it kind of in six months, it kind of eclipsed yes. everything else, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, uh, I interrupted you. No, it's fine. It was. We, we can only do this now because this is the first one of the year. Could have done it at the very end. Could have done it last time. And that might have had more weight because the whole point is 
the stuff that's happened in the last year, I, I've been really shocked at seeing various alt media people do their kind of review of the year or or whatnot, and and talk about what happened at the beginning of 2022, and like 2022 just ended, and. I think that you and I have moved on and it's the never forget stuff. Yeah. 2022, the the winter and early spring of 2022 was the Canadian truckers. Mm. That was, and this is what I want to say. That was this year. Dutch farmers. That was Canadian truckers, Dutch Dutch farmers. farmers. And all that was happening before, before, um, uh, before Ukraine. Or before Ukraine. Um, Austria were going to start fining people. Yes, yeah. If they didn't take the jab, New Zealand, they, New Zealand still had vaccine mandates at that point. Yep. And I just think it's worth remembering. You can't even you can't get to into America now if you're unvaccinated. I no, think. No, you can't. You still can't. Because I want to go. Because I want to go. Yeah. 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 Um, so all that's happened in less than a year, and yes, it's good that a load of stuff, and like you say, not all of it, a load of stuff has been unwound. It's been, some of it has been memory hold, hasn't it, by by the powers that be. Um, albeit you've got the you know, masks rumbling on now and the triple-demic and the whatever else. And, and then you've got the stupidity of people saying, oh, well, because everyone's getting sick, everyone needs to stay away from each other. That's why this, that's why these bugs are around. It's that no one has immunity. You idiots. And I just, I just find it staggering that I was, I was pretty scared at the beginning of 2022. I was both scared and hopeful. The Canadian trucker convoy stuff was really good. But at the same time, they were cutting off people's bank accounts and all that. And there was still Austria happening. That, that stuff unwinding was a great moment. But at the same time, it was... We were at peak tyranny. Yeah, and I was I was more, in the last year. I was more black pilled then because you could see stuff like that happening in you know in Holland, in mm, in Canada, and in places. France, in very close places. Yeah, well, I mean, the French are great at, at protesting. I know that we kind of joke about them kind of striking stuff all the time, but they're good at they, they are good at protesting about the right things as well. I remember when speed cameras came on board they just shot them all <laughs> um and and some of the you know and, and they're, you know they're, they're, they're really good and i remember thinking to myself this is all really great britain's aren't going to do that no i can't i can't see the british doing it they're just and, and shut we up. didn't um, yeah and, and we're not doing it so that that was why i was a bit blackpilled because i remember thinking even if all this stuff happens around the world we're just going to stick our fingers in our ears i was reading about do, anything. do you remember that there was a tweet thread there was a a guy in Lithuania talking about having to go to these outdoor markets for, for, of people that would specifically sell to unvaccinated oh, people. Yes. Do you remember yeah, all of that? Yes. Like what? What? What happened? What? I I, I don't know. This, this is where it's very difficult to get information and news continually out of these countries. You know, I I, I in quotes follow you know, people in Germany and stuff. So I kind of know what's happening in Germany, but I don't know what's happening in France and stuff like well, this. And I remember, I remember things happening in Israel. 
Yeah. Um, you know, had the, like the vax mandates and all that kind of stuff over there. Um, and Netanyahu has basically said that they had an agreement with Pfizer to be the guinea pigs. And but it's it kind of it kind of echoes back to World War Two and the kind of Nuremberg oh, God, code yeah. and stuff. And that was done because obviously people were experimenting on Jews and and others. Um, and then you think, okay, so you've got you've got like you've got Jews experimenting on Jews. Maybe Ken Livingston wasn't completely wrong <laughs> in that they you know in that the, they are they are behaving in a fascist way in Israel. Hell yeah, absolutely fascist. Oh, the, so like, the, the Jewish state was revealed as a fascist state in yeah. the last two years. Yeah, including including experimenting on their own people, experimenting yes. on Jews. Yeah, do, doing the very thing that they purported to want to never ever do ever again or have done to them. Yes. So it's like, okay, maybe, maybe Ken has a point. <laughs> I mean, that's an awful point. But, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, but just the idea of... of you know, of, of Jews experimenting on Jews yeah. and, and being fascists themselves, it's been proven that that you know they're not immune. No, well, certainly the Jewish elite. Every, every I think the, the point is every, every elite can become fascist. Well, and now that they're all jabbed up to the eyeballs, none of them are immune because yes. immunity has been destroyed. And this, well, that was the, that was the worry as well, wasn't it? In the, you have a couple of jabs, and that's it. Your immune system is never going to be the same again. So even if you don't have any other jabs. You're gonna be, you're gonna be rough, yep. forever, and, and, I think and, you, and you'll never recover. I think that's being borne out in a number of number of circumstances now. Uh, there's a lot more sick people. I mean, there's a lot more stuff going around, and you know, I know plenty of unvaccinated people who are, who are getting I was say, these I've, viruses. I'd, you know, I had a virus before Christmas um, in kind of November or whatever, and had like a cough that lingered for a while. And you know, everyone in my house has had at least three things in the last six weeks, and I'm right. t- and I'm talking including. Full on flu, real flu, proper flu. Um, I haven't had a thing. I've you've, had. You've been fighting you, it off a couple you, of times. I have. You? Do you remember? So that we did that podcast. And yeah. I said to you, I feel a bit sick, as in I'm feeling a bit nauseous, and it was it, it was it was gone halfway through the podcast. Yeah, but and that, then the rest of my family all started vomiting. But the, the, the day after was when I caught that. <laughs> I think I gave it to you. I was fighting it off. But I didn't have any nausea. I just had a headache. I had a headache. And yeah, a, and, that was an odd bug. That, yeah. that one was. It, it was I a said novel, to Caroline, a novel coronavirus. No, honestly, I said to Caroline, I said, if this was 2020 and it and and it was about a virus, <laughs> I use those words with care, then everyone would be going, "What is this novel pathogen?" Because mm-hmm. it had this really weird signature to it. Yeah. Um, but the um, the the flu that the kids and my wife had before Christmas. Fortunately, they got shot of it before Christmas. Um, I coughed for 12 hours, right in the middle of it. And it was the Saturday before Christmas. And I just started coughing. I was like, damn it, this is how it started for everyone. And by the end of that day, <laughs> I stopped coughing. <laughs> so that, that was, again, this, this one hour of symptoms for me. Yeah. I've just been absolutely fighting it off. Because I, 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 and the reason I think I caught that is because I, I haven't been seeing ill people. Yes, and part of it yeah. is because I mean, I mean, I don't go to work as much as I used to. Of course, and as, as, in, as soon as to an office, yes, yeah, into an office, and as soon as anyone gets a fucking sniffle, that's it. They're not coming in. So yeah. my immune system hasn't been challenged because everyone else is steering clear. We got quite a good office for that. Right. Okay, that's good. Um, Maybe I shall come and work at yours. Oh, if you want, if you want some immune, oh yeah. We we, we joke about we 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 point fingers 
Yeah, where it's you know, who's, whose fault it is, who's the one who brought it in, who's the one who spread it around. Um, we do our own little little test and trace within, right, okay. but it's informal, open within the organisation. Um, I remember we, we, we name them. We, we, it's it's you know it's it's such and such is cold. I I remember <laughs> when when one of your I can't wasn't it one of the, one of the girls in your office had coronavirus. And yep. you picked up her keys and started rubbing them over your face. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that was <laughs> because you were trying to get it. Well, so that I was in like early tw- or like mid twenty twenty, wasn't so th- it? So that was considered that was considered the second wave. That was right. about September oh, okay. of okay. twenty twenty. So we we avoided we avoided it for the for the main the first peak the first wave whatever nonsense we want to call it, um, and then uh, and then it all started hotting up again around September. Uh, and that was when um, two members of staff admitted <laughs> that they had symptoms, uh, and so I got them in a room, you know, not much bigger than this table. <laughs> Sat around with them for half an hour, having a chat about what we were going to do. As you say, yeah, um, uh, rub, rubbed keys on my face because I wanted, I wanted the germs. I wanted to get it, um, and it, and it didn't, didn't work. Mm. It, it took a whole. Took a whole other year. See, that's another thing that I we don't... didn't we didn't get it. We think until that time, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it would have at the, at the time it was said to be Delta. Although I'm worried, I'm wondering whether it was. No, Omicron, I think we had. No, just I think it was we had so Delta. mild. No, I think I think Omicron's even milder for the unvaccinated. Right, okay, I think I think we had Delta, and we're just maybe fitter than. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, and Delta wasn't that bad either. This no. notion that Delta was somehow bad. Yeah. The original, the original Wuhan strain um, wasn't bad, but was flu. You know, in in in, in all intensive purposes. Unless um, you're a kid, in which case it was nothing. In which case it was absolutely nothing. But this this notion, if we're talking about mixing and talking about immune systems or whatever, maybe I do believe in asymptomatic infection. Because I think I, I, I've said I've said this before. I I I think it. Well, it's we it's been proven to occur in other things. Chicken chickenpox is infectious before you get the symptoms, isn't it? But again, this is this pre-symptomatic asymptomatic difference. Yeah, it's still if if you don't have symptoms, I think it's it's asymptomatic. I think I think the point is maybe the label is wrong. Yeah, but you get infected, you get exposed to these pathogens and you deal with them and so call that if you want to call that an asymptomatic infection call it an asymptomatic infection i think it's highly unlikely that when you have that you can pass it on to someone else yes yeah, so that's very uh, that is let's use the phrase that's used that is not a driver yeah of I, th- infection. I think it depends on I, I think it depends on how you class getting infected I, I think you can and i might be wrong about this but we've we've never known this. We've talked about this can, before. Can, you, I, what, I, I, how do you class an infection? Yeah, I assume that you can get infected, but it doesn't give you an infection. Does that make sense? So you, you take in, on board all the. If I cough in your face, yes, and I've got a virus, I have infected you. Yes, and 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 there'll be a period of time where my body is fighting it off, like you were in the podcast, and it might. Well, be even that, before that, even if you you, you you never ever experience any symptom. You just brush it off. Yes. Yeah. Well, there were various layers, aren't there? Where yes. It, where it can bounce off. Yeah. Um, so it might be that it gets through to my immune system and I'm fighting it off and then, bosh, I'm fine. Yeah. I think I, 
to, in, in my mind, I've been infected, but I haven't. It hasn't developed into an infection. Yes, uh, you know. So, and I, it's this notion of yeah, what what is classes but taking I, I, hold? I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be completely wrong about it. There is there's asymptomatic transmission. Um, well, I'm not sure there is. That's what I'm getting at. I think no, that I th- might be a tiny, tiny, tiny. It's certainly not what they said it was. Well, when I otherwise everyone would have got it in about five minutes. I don't know. Do they? There was that right. Without wishing to cite a Chinese study, do you remember the study out of Wuhan later on after they'd had their main waves and everything, where they did full-on tests of like a million people, and all of the ones that they thought, all the ones that had tested positive, that they then put down as you know the drivers for things, none of them actually cultured. I'm including pre-symptomatic and asymptomatic. The same way that like like chickenpox because well, I'm, when, when, when I'm I, not when I when I caught it, I hadn't been in contact with anyone who had any symptoms. But I think we have to be very clear to separate those things out. Okay, if you if I cough in your face, and you deal with it and you never experience symptoms, I don't think you. I think the I think the chances are so remote of you passing any of that on to someone else. And I think for COVID, that's exactly the same thing. Yes. If no, you would, never I, develop symptoms, uh, yeah. you are not going to give it to people. Yes. Even I, if I would, you've been I would, I would absolutely agree with that. And and but that's one that's one of the lies, isn't it? One of the lies yeah. was you don't know you've got it. You might be giving it out. All this jazz. Yeah. Okay. If you if you if you if you separate out pre-symptomatic not, and asymptomatic, yeah, yeah. then there is yeah then there is no such I'm, thing as asymptomatic. I'm I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, I suppose again, this might be the thing that's changed about the incubation period thing as well, because it was, you know, supposedly like up to two weeks and stuff, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I heard that. Okay, so I heard that the it could take up to four days or four or five days, I think it was, to get symptoms, which would that would kind of that would work out because I got it four days after seeing someone. Who got symptoms a couple of days oh, that's later? Right. It was you that gave it to us, wasn't mm. it? That's right. I remember now. Yeah, because yeah. because I I trained in the gym in a tiny little room with a mate of mine. I remember. I remember now. Yeah. Um, who didn't have any symptoms at the time? Um, two or three days later, he got symptoms. Messaged me saying, "I think I've got the Rona." Yeah. Um, a couple of days later, you. A day later, or a couple of days later, I got symptoms. But by that time, but I'd not, already seen you. But not two weeks. No. This is the point. But I, I heard I heard it was two weeks for COVID. As in COVID, as in the original, ah. you get SARS-CoV-2. Um, well, and it basically and, and takes it, you two weeks to die. And it, is, well, no, no, I, I heard that it was two weeks to get to get into co- to, into COVID, and at that point, right, you're either likely to. to but you've got to be specific here because now we just talk about COVID, like, and people testing for COVID. Well, for, okay. Back then, well, COVID was an actual disease. Yeah, and for ages, I was talk, I was Being talking specific. about specific, and you're like, nobody, t- nobody says that anymore. No. It's all COVID. Um, no, but I was well I, for ages. I tried to differ, differentiate between the remember, two. Remember, remember when everyone used to use the term coronavirus? You know that was the term that we used. COVID has superseded the term coronavirus. Yeah, because it sounds it sounds worse. COVID, yeah, and it's easier. It's easier. It's easier. Yeah, it's easier. Coronavirus is yeah. COVID originally was the disease that you could get if your body hadn't successfully exactly fought it off right. after two weeks. And then the WHO changed the definition. Yeah. So that then the COVID numbers could be so much higher because anyone who tested positive, even if they had no symptoms, yeah, which was giving any kind of credence to the test, 
that was, at best, bits of dead virus, the bits I've coughed in your face that you fought off that's drifting around your nose for a bit. Well, they were, they were waving PCR tests in French hospitals. I remember. And getting positive tests <laughs> yeah. because it was just in the air. Yeah. So, of course, every fucker there is going to have a positive <laughs> test. Of course they are. It's, it's been a while since we've ranted this much. But I, I've, honestly, has, I've, I've, been, I've been seething because of what's happened to my... My mother is one of the yeah. nicest, most generous people I've ever met in my entire life. And she's just been permanently damaged. Um, yeah, as, well, as have millions of other people. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's moments like that where it, where it hits home again, where, yeah, you're just reminded of all the, all the shit stuff. And I don't, I don't have a funny story to end on this week either. Well, I think, bearing in mind where we are now, we've gone through a, a proper cold snap. We're in the heart of winter. We've got post Christmas. I, I mean, as you say, even if they say right, start wearing masks, I think a lot of people are going to go, not this time. Even, mm-hmm. even some of the, the diehards. I think are gonna are gonna come over at that at that mm. point. Each and every time they try tyranny, more and more people come over to our side. Um, but I don't think twenty twenty three is gonna look anything like twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two, because of what we've just described, because the you you can't compare the first and second half of the years. They're so unbelievably different. Mm. Whereas twenty twenty one was more just about the vaccine rollout wasn't it and the book ended by you know lockdowns <laughs> not that we did anything but you know 2022 was a really odd transitional year i mean i keep hoping i know this i know this do you know what can i end with a mises quote well I've, I've, yeah you can i have well i found something funny that i saw this is an insult i saw the other day <laughs> Okay, and you can you can use this okay. on on you know this 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 would be appropriate for someone like I don't know, let's say Matt Hancock. Okay, wisdom has been chasing him, but he has always been faster. <laughs> That's a fantastic quote. Who's who said that? I, I just I just saw it. So it was like on one of these kind of meme things. Um, but that, yeah, brilliant. Wisdom has been chasing him, but he has always been faster. That's very good. I not. Not because I want bad stuff to happen, but because I think it would be better for it to happen quickly. I'm still hoping for, you know, financial currency Armageddon this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm positioned for it. We need to get through it. Um, and I want to end with a quote from Mises. Ludwig von Mises. There is no means of avoiding the final collapse of a boom brought about by credit expansion. The alternative is only whether the crisis should come sooner as a result of a voluntary abandonment of further credit expansion or later as a final and total catastrophe of the currency system involved. Now, I think we're heading for that latter bit, but I think what's happening at the moment is governments are governments and central banks are just eking it out in the way that they always they've, do, they've been eking doing it, it out decades. As, long, as long as they can. And it's... We're at a proper torturous bit at the moment, but I, I still think, and you know, people like um, uh, you know, Peter Schiff have been—he's been waiting for this longer than I have. 
Um, something's got to happen. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to make a prediction of for 2023 specifically, um, but we're we're on that knife edge, and it's just how long they can keep propping up this failing, failing monetary system. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. But that, if we look back, it, me comparing 2023 to 2022. Well, well that was uh, that was it, the thing I was worried about in late stages of 2022 with this currency collapse. Yes, and that even even as 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 prepared as we can be, it's going to be awful. Oh, it's going to be awful. Everybody. It's going to be awful, but some of us are obviously in better positions than yeah. others. Which is why um, I was driving around sooner. making friends with farmers. Oh, I know. Um, oh. Know. oh, oh, I know. Del- deliberately, so I could I, I could get my my meat and and yep. and yeah and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. No, well, we've we've talked about all the stuff we've mm. done in terms of in terms of prep. Um, it's it it's not going to go it's not going to go wasted. I don't think. It's just a question of whether it's another year, mm. another two years, um, before something major happens. Mm. Um, I, but I think I think I think counter-economics is is is, is going to be the way forward, and it's going to save yes. it's going to save us. Whether it'll save everybody, yes. Um, but you know, the more people who can, even if it's just even if no money is changing hands at all, and you're just doing favors for your neighbour, and they're doing favors for you. Yep. Okay, I will help you with this, and you can help me with that. This is my skill set. That's yours. Yeah. You can help fix my house. I can fix your computer. Stuff like that. The more of that that you do, um, and then people will survive in small communities. Well, and you know, I want to have a conversation with your with your farmer friends because I still haven't been. Yes, you need to go. I, you need I'm, to go. I'm very low on stakes. Okay. So need to go. Um, I, I want to have a proper conversation about you know. I, I want to start teeing them up for when they're going to accept silver coin. Mm. Genuinely, it's like. Are, are, are you ready? Are you ready for me to either come and try and pay on, you know, with XRP or, or you know, literally hand you a bit of silver or a bit of gold uh, in exchange for, in exchange for food? Because just, just, just start getting yourself into the mindset where you might have to mm. do that. And again, it might be in five years, but yeah. get ready. Buy a couple of steaks from the first before we have that conversation. Oh. <laughs> what, what? Because they, I might scare them off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that the first time you speak to them. No, 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 no. I'm going to be a regular purchaser of of the meat yeah, of the sure. cow. But, but I, yeah, I, I think I genuinely think they'll be up for it. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, that's that's what we need. We need more people to uh, to do that. And well, it's, it's the farmers that have been standing up in these countries when nobody exactly. else has. These are the sorts of people, the hard workers, yeah. um, you know, who are getting screwed over by the government already, or um, encouraged to quit. Yes. Oh yeah, awful stuff, awful stuff. Well, okay, there's a few little predictions there for 2023. Um, it's not exactly hopium wishing for a quicker financial crisis, but I I do want it to get on with it because I want to deal with it. I want to face it. It's it's like getting ready for a fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready now. Yeah, and you want to prepare and but and and think of. I know we've been trying to end this podcast for a while now, but think of what happened in like the Soviet Union and, and, and that kind of stuff. You know, they, yeah. they survived and they were in much worse can, you know, situation than, than, than well, we And you can look at historical and they had comparisons. Hu- they had huge amounts of counter-economics. Yes. Um, but, you, but there are absolutely historical parallels for how collapses happen. Um, and, and we should be looking at those and learning from them and, and being ready to do similar stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, trading, trading goods, trading in metals trading in other things 
um, or you know, walking around with a wheelbarrow full of cash because that's the only way you can buy a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread mm. are all things that have happened in the past. Yeah, and you, you'd get to the bakers, and the wheelbarrow would be worth more than the, yes. the stack of money in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, why am I Republican? That kind of thing. And so the point is, it happened before. There's absolutely nothing stopping it happening again. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.